future on a hell of a path. Looks like tomorrow is a coming on fast. Ain't complaining about what I've got. Seen many times, but who has not? Silvio, silver and gold. Welcome, this is Michael Volkoff, and this is episode 104 of Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Our episode today is a deep dive into the Microsoft FCPA settlement. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining me today on Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Before we get started, our usual two points. First, please subscribe to our podcast, like the podcast, and give the podcast a five-star rating. Uh, Second, uh, the Volkoff Law Group offers anti-corruption legal and compliance services. We have extensive experience in the design and implementation of anti-corruption compliance programs, risk and compliance program assessments, and third-party and post-acquisition audits, FCPA audits. Well, Microsoft uh, finally resolved its FCPA enforcement action after about six and a half years from its first disclosure, and what a whimper. Um, there were sort of there was speculation or about their disclosures as to whether or not they were comprehensive or not, and whether or not they actually some of the conduct extended into China, which it was thought that it did. Uh, but uh, in the end, um, all these prior sort of predictions of a global type of problem, a systemic global problem. Uh, Microsoft eventually settled this uh, matter for $25 million, approximately $25 million, and the liability focused primarily on Microsoft's conduct in Hungary. Uh, and even with uh, this tailored settlement agreement, and even though the scope of it was relatively uh, focused on a few countries, uh, DOJ and the SEC, I think, took time out to reiterate their robust expectations, particularly around distributors again, uh, surrounding the third-party distributor networks, particularly in the software industry where we have channel partners, third parties, uh, and we have layers and layers of sort of third-party distribution with agents, distributors, uh, channel partners, and resellers. So so to resolve the, let's go through the settlement itself, to resolve the lengthy six-and-a-half-year investigation, Microsoft first entered into a non-prosecution agreement with the Justice Department and also an administrative settlement with the SEC. Under the three-year NPA, uh, Microsoft's subsidiary in Hungary, and I'm not going to even try to pronounce it, but they paid an $8.75 million criminal penalty. Uh, Microsoft, with the SEC, agreed to disgorge $13.78 million uh, plus prejudgment interest of $2.78 million. Um, Applying DOJ's uh, FCPA corporate enforcement policy, which I always like to do to sort of uh, identify factors and trends, uh, Microsoft did not receive voluntary disclosure credit. Uh, They received full credit for cooperation with the Justice Department, and they disclosed all information about the individuals who were involved. And they were also credited significantly with its uh, remediation efforts, including Microsoft strengthened its internal accounting controls and compliance programs. They took disciplinary action against four Microsoft Hungary employees 
terminated four Hungarian licensing partners and implemented uh, data, data analytics uh, to identify high-risk transactions. In the end, the Justice Department gave Microsoft a 25% reduction from the bottom of the sentencing guidelines range, uh, as well as getting an, a non-prosecution agreement as opposed to a deferred prosecution agreement or a guilty plea. Um, Microsoft agreed to uh, internal accounting uh, controls and books and records violations for conduct arising in Hungary, but there were three other countries which we'll talk about briefly, uh, Saudi Arabia, Thailand, and Turkey. In Hungary, Microsoft won $13.7 million in business through uh, bribery payments, and from 2000 to two, 2013 to 2015, Microsoft's Hungary subsidiary paid government officials through third-party vendors, consultants, distributors, and resellers, including uh, in circumstances where there was no evidence that the third parties provided any actual services. And we'll talk about this in a little bit more detail. In addition, they uh, funneled improper payments to government officials through excessive discounts that were based on misleading and vague justifications and then not passed on to the ultimate uh, customer. And that, to me, is a, a very interesting uh, funding technique for bribery that we should all uh, be aware of. Uh, in Saudi Arabia, from 2012 to 2014, Microsoft subsidiary diverted nearly $440,000 for marketing and business development projects with Microsoft's partners, uh, that ultimately went to a slush fund that was used to pay travel expenses for Saudi government officials and for gifts, furniture, laptops, tablets, and other equipment for government agencies. Uh, two vendors maintained the slush fund and dispersed funds at the direction of Microsoft employees, uh, once again underscoring uh, marketing development funds, that are passed out to your third parties and the importance of auditing them and verifying proper use of such funds. In Turkey in 2014, Microsoft executives approved an excessive discount in a transaction uh, involving an unauthorized third party with a government tender in circumstances where the third party provided no actual services, so the discount, again, was passed on to the foreign official. Uh, in Thailand from 2012 to 2015, Microsoft provided improper travel and gifts and other things of value to foreign officials and non-government employees through slush funds that were maintained by their third-party vendors and resellers. So that's sort of an outline of the conduct, uh, the breadth of the conduct. Um, obviously, Hungary was the focus here uh, in, in the primary driver of this uh, investigation. Um, and taking a step back, the bribery and controls violations really reflect, again, as I underscored in the description, uh, the significant risks that face companies, particularly in the tech industry, medical device industry, pharmaceutical industries, that rely on distributors and reseller networks to sell their products. Um, companies often enter and operate in emerging networks rather than, you know, assigning and building their own sales department. Uh, they'll develop a complex networks of, network of third parties as a cost-saving measure, obviously. But uh, on the other hand, we have to be aware of the fact that these distribution 
channel systems create significant anti-corruption risks that have to be managed and mitigated. So let's take a look at some of the precise conduct here, and we'll close out with sort of a, re- a review of what um, lessons learned we have from the case. So in Hungary, from at least, like we said, 2013 to 2015, a Microsoft senior executive and other employees put in place a scheme to inflate margins in the sales channel uh, in the sale of software licenses to Hungarian government agencies. So executives and employees uh, from Hungary falsely represented to Microsoft and they had a discount desk or a discounting uh, system that had to be approved. Um, But they requested steep discounts, and they said that they were needed to reach agreement with certain deals with resellers who were bidding for contracts to sell software to Hungarian government agencies. After implementing the discounts, Microsoft and the channel partners failed to pass on these discounts to its government customers, and they used the, the funds to pay illegal bribes to Hungarian government officials. And the discounts were then falsely uh, recorded in uh, Microsoft's books and records, in other words, the bribery payments. Second, uh, DOJ outlined two specific schemes as examples of Microsoft's illegal conduct. So there was a first a contract, a, let's call it the NAV contract, which was Hungary's National Tax and Customs Administration, uh, NAV, and they issued a public tender in early 2014 for Microsoft desktop licenses. Uh, Microsoft employees sought a one-time 27.85 discount uh, percent below the standard discount, so uh, almost a 28% discount below the standard discount, claiming without uh, any justification that such a discount was needed to respond to competition with other bidders uh, and uh, because of customer price sensitivity and the possibility of winning related service contracts. Now, Microsoft approved the discount on condition that the deal would be reached by March 31st of the third quarter, and the tender was canceled and reissued in mid-March 2014. Now, on April 25th, 2014, NAV announced the tender winner as Microsoft and a specific licensed solutions provider uh, Microsoft relies upon or calls their uh, distributors or, uh, and resellers LSPs, but it designated a particular third party as the winner of the tender. Interestingly, Microsoft ultimately sold the licenses to the government using a different LSP who did not bid on the tender. And this different LSP uh, resold the licenses to NAV without passing on to NAV the full discount, reserving additional funding for payment of illegal bribes to Hungarian government officials. So that's one scheme and uh, with regard to the pricing and discounts. The second government scheme was uh, Hungary's National Police under the Ministry of Interior, or ORF, O-R-F-K, Select Plus Agreement. And uh, on September 1st, 2014, ORF Microsoft's employees sought a one-time 28.30% discount below the standard discount, claiming, again, without justification, 
that the discount was needed to respond to competition with other bidders, uh, that there was customer sensitivity uh, in terms of the pricing and the possibility of winning related service contracts. And Microsoft eventually approved a 31.53% discount. Uh, an LSP purchased uh, the software licenses from Microsoft for the tender for approximately 2.2 million euros. And then a different LSP won the tender and signed the agreement with ORFC. The new LSP did not provide any specific services, and the LSP resold the licenses for a gross margin of 1.56 million euros. The difference in total gross margin there was used to fund illegal bribery payments to Hungarian government officials. There were also service contractors involved in NAV and ORFC, and from from 2014 to 2015, Microsoft paid these third-party subcontractors to provide related consulting services to Hungarian government customers. For some subcontracts, Microsoft has no documentation what services, if any, they provided to the customer. For another vendor, Microsoft failed to conduct any due diligence, and Microsoft employees raised concerns about the competence of the vendor. So these vendors were being used then to pass on uh, bribery uh, payments. Microsoft also provided consulting services to OFI, the Hungarian Office of Education, and as part of the contract, Microsoft subcontracted with a third-party consultant who was employed by OFI at the same time. So they used a consultant who was a government official, uh, and it's not clear whether that government official was important to pay off or was that government official was being used to pay another person off or both. And Microsoft did not conduct any due diligence of the consultant, and the consultant's time, interestingly enough, was recorded using a false name. Okay, so that's what occurred in Hungary. So it ranged from the sell, the contracts, the licensing contracts, and extended into consulting contracts. In the other countries, let's take Saudi Arabia first. Between 2012 and 2014, Microsoft Saudi employees diverted at least $440,000 of funds for marketing and business development uh, to a slush fund to pay travel expenses for Saudi government officials, for gifts, furniture, laptops, tablets, and other equipment. And they funded the slush fund through larger-than-usual discounts and payments to two of its vendors— and two of its LSPs, licensing providers. And the fund was maintained by two of Microsoft's vendors who dispersed it at the direction of Microsoft employees. The vendors, for example, received payments totaling approximately $130,000 for serving as the conduit, in other words, for being serving as the holder and, distri- and disperser of the uh, slush fund, they received themselves $130,000. In Thailand, between 2013 and 2015, a Microsoft employee, along with an LSP employee, provided more than $100,000 in gifts and travel to employees of non-government banking customers while engaged in business with the end customers. Uh, The LSP employee uh, set up an account funded through discounts. However, instead of using the money for discounts to the end user, the Microsoft and LSP employees used the proceeds to purchase technology equipment and pay travel expenses, 
the LSP employee submitted false purchase orders which were improperly recorded in Microsoft's books and records, and the LSP received a fee for creating and submitting the false purchase order. Now, notice these are payments made to employees of non-government banking customers, but nonetheless fall within uh, accounting controls uh, and violations uh, with regard to Microsoft as a publicly traded company here uh, in the United States. Finally, in Turkey, in July 2014, Turkey's Ministry of Culture issues a public tender for Microsoft licenses and consulting services. The tender was awarded to a system integrator that was not an authorized LSP. Uh, a Microsoft employee did not disclose the role of the system integrator, and there was no evidence that the system integrator provided any services or that the discount was passed on to the end-user customer. Okay, finally, let's take a step back and look. Uh, you know, when you look at the range of conduct that we're talking about, the breadth of it, even though, you know, it was involving four countries, um, Microsoft certainly uh, came out well here with a $25 million uh, resolution and a non-prosecution agreement. Um, the point is that their remediation, I think, was probably pretty extensive, and them implementing a data analytics system, which I've heard uh, uh, there have been presentations about it, and it's supposed to be pretty interesting in terms of analytical ability uh, as to third-party distributor networks. Um, and it provides the settlement itself, uh, in, you know, obviously underscores what I would say five important uh, lessons learned. First, discount controls and customer end user pricing. Uh, Microsoft agreed uh, to provide significant discounts based on false justifications, and they failed to confirm that the justification for the discount um, was accurate and reflected ongoing negotiations or discussions. And these discounts permitted the bad actors basically to create a significant slush fund that was used to pay illegal bribes to Hungarian government officials. Additionally, and this I think is a real lesson learned in how you tackle this issue is difficult uh, depending upon your ability to get end user pricing, but Microsoft failed to confirm that the substantial discounts were passed on to the end user customer. So for many companies, this means that you can't hide your eyes when it comes to a distributor and the reseller pricing of your goods. Such data, for example, is critical to ensure compliance with anti-corruption laws because if they're siphoning money off, not passing along the discounts uh, in your chain, your distribution chain, you can end up in a difficult situation. So many companies, unfortunately, do not have the leverage to require distributors and resellers to provide ultimate customer pricing and sales revenues. Uh, Microsoft, however, did have that leverage and still does and could have learned whether the discounts were passed on to the customer. So as a best practice uh, on this first point, companies have to address this issue and seek ultimate pricing data or audit ultimate pricing data or they uh, could suffer a Microsoft-type control problem. Uh, lesson learned number two is um, dealing uh, due diligence review. Uh, in several instances, Microsoft failed to conduct or document a due diligence review of its distributors 
or a licensed uh, solutions provider or a system integrator. And in doing so, uh, Microsoft clearly turned a blind eye to significant corruption risks, and there was certainly reason to suspect when they didn't do due diligence in connection with these types of arrangements um, that there was some reason that they avoided that. Lesson learned number three, government employees in retaining an LSP, uh, the licensed solution provider, Microsoft discovered that the LSP included a government employee. That is a screaming red flag, as you know, that requires follow-up and due diligence review of the LSP's ownership and what the role is of the government employee and whether or not the government employee has any responsibilities related uh, to the uh, tender or the purchase potential purchase by a government agency. However, Microsoft did not conduct a due diligence review, did not focus on the government employee's relationship with the LSP, and basically failed to act. Uh, Lesson learned number four, failure to document services and unexplained presence of third parties. In numerous instances, Microsoft failed to inquire whether, why a specific LSP who was not involved in the original and winning bid was brought into the transaction. Such uh, an inexplicable development is a serious red flag because there has to be a role that this third party is playing and there has to be an atta- a- some kind of explanation as to what the role is of that third party. And it suggests that the late arriving third party uh, was being used to funnel illegal bribes to government officials. Each of the bid transactions also included third parties who failed to provide any documentation concerning the supposed services that they provided uh, to Microsoft. The factual recitation is replete with instances in which Microsoft had no documentation that the third-party reseller uh, provided any services. Uh, Such a deficiency, in my mind, reflects a serious internal control deficiency and suggests that payments may have been used for improper purposes. And finally, just uh, another reminder for us again on lessons learned that third parties can be conduits for excessive gifts, hospitality, and travel. Um, The Microsoft enforcement action underscores the danger that an employee can enlist, the assistance of a third party to set up a slush fund and to funnel illegal payments or improper payments for gifts, meals, hospitality, and travel. And such illegal funding schemes were generated through false invoices and excessive discounts, a common uh, funding tactic. So companies need to redouble uh, their efforts in uncovering such schemes and identifying anomalous transactions with its third-party partners, uh, particularly with regard to business development and marketing fund programs. That's it for today. Thanks for listening to... Uh, Corruption, Crime, and Compliance, and the Microsoft FCPA Settlement. Thanks for listening to Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Please subscribe to the podcast series. The Volkoff Law Group believes that every company should have a robust ethics and compliance program. Experience and research show that ethical companies are better performers in the global marketplace. At ethical companies, employees believe in the company, they feel vested, and are more productive. 
As a result, misconduct rates are much lower and financial performance is higher. We can help you achieve these benefits through an effective ethics and compliance program. You can learn more about our commitment to effective ethics and compliance programs at our website, www.volkhofflaw.com, our award-winning blog, Corruption, Crime, and Compliance, and our podcast series. You can always contact me at my email address, mvolkoff at volkhofflaw.com. Let us know how we can help you achieve your goals. See you.